0: What's good family? It's your boy Rob J and welcome back to what the world need is Today family Today family We got a lot of shit going on in the news A lot So I just wanna touch on a few things And we gonna get this thing on right now right so I've been scrolling through these streets, uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and it's like, yo, this world is really going up shit's creek, y'all, y'all is really going up shit's creek, I don't know what the fuck going on. Some people saying. it's like end times. Oh we living in our last and evil days. But. To be honest with you right. I used to hear that saying. Back in the day. My grandmother. Well my great grandmother. He would always say. Y'all. We living in our last and evil days. I'm telling y'all. And. I used to always wonder like why she say that. Because I feel like I'm just starting to live. Like let me live my life right. But as I got older. I started to see what the fuck she was talking about. Y'all. I don't think this is our last evil days, but for this timeline, it look like it's our last evil days. <laughs> like, like for real. Like, y'all don't see the shit that's going on in the news right now. From all these shootings, these mass killings, the weather, y'all. We are going to talk about the weather, yo It's been flooding everywhere Las Vegas Uh, St. Louis Kentucky It's been tornadoes spotted Big ass weather Fucking vortexes in Minnesota Like, it's just so much shit going on right now I know y'all heard about that motherfucking pink sauce Yes, I'ma touch you on the pink sauce I ain't Look, let me tell y'all something about this pink sauce I ain't about to sit here and do a deep ass dive on this shit Because it ain't nothing to do a deep dive on I'ma sum this bitch up and Then we gonna go on about our business Because I don't know pink, The pink sauce lady got it I don't know I don't know I don't know That shit is weird I don't know is weird. Then you got the fraudulent ass passed out here in these streets. Did y'all hear about that? Lord have mercy. Yo, we gonna talk about a lot of shit that's going on, right? We gonna scroll through my little TikTok real quick, and we gonna pick. It. Well, I'm. We not gonna pick out shit. But I saved a few videos on my TikTok. And we're gonna talk about it so it is Saturday morning I'm drinking my coffee you know got some little talk on I hope y'all are doing the same thing because what we're about to talk about about to take us through a world of shit, right and I think we all need to listen to this <laughs> it's a lot of things going on and I think I touched on the uh PSA that New York City had with the Nuclear warning shit Yo It's getting more spooky out here Than fucking Friday the 13th Like it's 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 getting weird So we're gonna talk about it We're gonna jump into a few things Let's jump over To my TikTok real quick You know how that goes With the whole TikTok movement so now we went through the journey of TikTok and we gonna talk about this weather first. Y'all, I, I do wanna talk about this and I'm not really too sure about this Hoover Dam situation, right? I gotta do a little bit more research on it. But did y'all know that the Hoover Dam is literally dried the fuck out right now? That shit really, it, it kinda like, uh... I mean, this really had nothing to do with what I was going to talk about, but as I was scrolling through the TikTok, right, I'm like, yo, this shit is fucking crazy because I really remember them saying that shit, and if I'm not mistaken, the Hoover Dam is in Colorado. So, I want y'all to hear. I think they're going to talk about it in this shit, unless they're just going to do a lot of walking around and movement. But from the title of it, it says Hoover Dam slash Colorado River completely dry, and the person was driving by and they wanted to see the water levels of Glad Lake, Rainbow, Rainbow. I think that's what it's called. And y'all, this shit is completely fucking dry. If y'all wanna check out the TikTok, there's nothing to
1: release.
0: Uh, her name is Amber Walton fifty-seven. Please go check that shit out, y'all. That shit is wow crazy. Like it's no fucking water, no water. The water level is like, like on one side is like really fucking low, but you know that shit is always moving and going and shit. But that's, I don't know, for some reason, I, I don't know, that shit just came to my head But we gonna talk about St. Louis real quick, and this shit is wild crazy oh.
2: Pray for St. Louis, our city, is completely
3: flooded, please people pray at their for house. us This
2: not even half of the damage, Lord be with my city
0: <laughs> Now the crazy thing about this whole thing with St. Louis, right? It flooded It flooded If I'm not mistaken, two times in the last five days. The water's so high, the trash can, the dumpster is floating down the parking lot. Look at that. The dumpster is floating down the parking lot. crazy thing is right water levels was reaching above cars it was submerging cars it was f- making cars float down the block with this one guy on tiktok his whole house was flooded like his whole basement was gone i'm like this is crazy How was people supposed to live like this just wild crazy. The storms are getting way worse. And if I'm not mistaken in the earlier podcast that I made, and we was talking about the weather, I told y'all we was going to have more intense weather, we was going to have more intense hurricanes. We was going to see tornadoes in places that we never seen before. F- shit, just fucking floodwaters wild crazy just flooding everywhere like it's just i don't know it's hotter than what has ever been before like to be honest with you we've had hot summers right summers where it was like 100 degrees outside 101 degrees outside and this is dating back to the early 2000s new york city get hot period it's a lot of concrete out here. when that sun hit the concrete Shit. I feel like you're walking on fucking burning coal sometimes. The weather has been extremely, extremely, extremely bad everywhere. Las Vegas has been flooded. They said it was water in the hotels. The main floor of the hotels and casinos. Like, that's how much water there was. Kentucky. If I'm not mistaken, it was eastern Kentucky. Done for. Done for. And I'm noticing something, right? This is wild crazy. As I'm going through my TikTok to show y'all... Well, to let y'all listen to a few things. A lot of the videos that I had say they ain't here no more. Like, they either blacked out or they gone. That's wild crazy. I never really... I never really... But that, that shit is wild. Alright, now I want to get into some more things, right? Now, this one is out of the blue. They have now stated... That disney admits celebrities that we see on tv are clones they have been cloning people for years disney yes i'm talking about fucking disney now we're gonna jump straight into that shit real quick
4: Disney Channel stars grown in the Disney Genetic Engineering Lab will be unveiled to the public.
1: Right. Now, Tracy, most of our viewers are already familiar with a lot of the products that have come out of the Disney Lab. Yes, but how exactly do you create a Hilary Duff or a Miley Cyrus?
3: So the stars that we see on TV are actually grown
4: right here?
1: Uh, That's correct. They're they're grown and uh, developed here. We engineer their brains for advanced singing and dancing capabilities, even posing for photos. By the time they grow to desired size, Uh, These child stars are fully ready for the camera or the the concert uh, tours or whatever Disney chooses to put them in. Now, how long does it take to actually create a star from scratch? Well, not very long at all. We use the... Now, y'all.
0: We've been saying... Yeah, they've been cloning motherfuckers, right? Gucci, man. We've been saying that they've been cloning motherfuckers, right? Uh, uh, the president of these United States. Uh, we've been saying that they've been cloning people but now I'm saying, we've been saying that they've been cloning people for a long time, y'all. And these motherfuckers is Admit into our face that they clone Disney characters. Now the crazy thing about this right if y'all clone Disney characters, how many other motherfuckers do y'all clone? Hmm. A lot of these TikTok models ain't real, y'all. These niggas is hybrids. They hybrid y'all. That's what I'm calling them. They hybrids. Fuck a clone. You're a hybrid, like same thing with uh what's his name when he came out of jail niggas was like nah that's a whole fucking clone boy you're a whole clone boy like let's get back into this
1: exact same dna structure for all of our stars then we simply tweak minor details like uh, hair color or skin tone Right, yeah, we do have some footage here of some of the uh, well-known creations that have come out of your lab. Let's take a look. Yes, well, that's model 6831-A, publicly known as Mitchell Musso, standard male base with oh, a type wow. 3 skin pigmentation. Wow. And that's model 6831-B. We give them slightly thicker eyebrows and type 5 skin. Oh, so it the really
2: looks like you have someone for every kid in America right. to love I well, That's here. the
1: idea, Tracy. Our writers find it very liberating. Uh, for example, our new model, Haley, is a singing, dancing, snowboarding, half Japanese, half Indian. Indian girl wow. not finding her in reality would be impossible That's right but sounds like a surefire hit to me oh now this one's Zach Efron
0: they said finding her reality would be a real hit or miss so they were sitting here playing with genetics and cloning motherfuckers I digress but did y'all not hear what he said Zac Efron
1: I've seen him before. Oh. Yes, uh, Zach was actually one of our earliest. Models. My daughters love him. I mean, he looks so real. Actually, I think we could have done a better job with Zach. He could show more human tendencies. Uh, if you look closely, you'll notice there's a certain deadness around the eyes. I do see that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. It's hard for me to watch because all I see is all my mistakes. Yeah. Well,
3: he seems flawless to me. Well, he's
1: holding up, but there was a bug in that first batch, and as a result, Zach's skin will soon begin to dissolve.
2: No,
0: Disney Channel. What? What? What the f... His skin will just... Dis- these synthetic motherfuckers here? Boy says, Zach Efron. No wonder we don't see him like that out here in these streets. Wow. That niggas... I mean, that boy said. Zach Efron That shit is wild crazy I would have never fucking knew So if they can get Zach Efron cloned out Cause from what they saying he not even a real person how many other motherfuckers have they done this to? How many people have we seen literally come out of the blue and make it? Are they clones? Are they real people? Are the people that we seeing now are clones and the real people are just at home chilling? like what the f- what is really going on yo so the weather the cloning all of that shit like we didn't we just touched some of it we just touched some of it i'm telling y'all it's a lot of shit going on in this world right now We need to get our shit together. I don't know who y'all pray to or if y'all believe in the higher power, but uh, y'all better get the praying. Y'all better get the praying. Now, I'm 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 like in total awe when it comes down to the shit that they say is going on right now in the fucking world because growing up. I don't want to say we was blind to it but growing up we didn't see it as much so we knew that it was going on we had a we had a you know a mindset to always stay alert but to see everything out in the for in a in know in a forefront the way that it is is like yo this is crazy. In
1: Bro, I'm no way she
0: into something real quick. I, um, I don't want them to take my shit off because I'm playing music and shit. So we're gonna jump into this nuclear shit real quick, right? Cause everybody keeps talking about get out of New York City, get out of New York City. And it's seeming like I don't know, like it could be a little fear mongering, but I know when it comes down to these elites, right? They gotta tell us everything before it happens so. It's been a lot of shit going around with this thing and the crazy thing is one of the videos I had to show y'all was taken down and there was a video of a guy saying that he spoke to one of his friends that was like a soldier and they was doing training in New York City and how they was moving warheads and all these other stuff at night. And he was saying, oh, if y'all if you're not prepare, y'all need to be prepared because they're saying that y'all could have a nuclear attack. So, New York City, right after I heard that, somebody sent me something from Twitter. And it was from the New York City Emergency management uh, page on twitter and they have a whole list of things that you should have just in case of a nuclear attack and they're calling it a go bag or a bug out bag or some shit like that it's weird to me because it says a go bag has everything you need in case you need to leave home in a hurry Every household member should have one, including kids. What will you pack? Non-perishable snacks, water bottle, copies of important documents. For more information, visit the newyorkcity.gov. Y'all, more and more, more and more day and day i get an uneasy feeling with this fucking government and how shit is being done and i'm pretty sure y'all can feel the same exact way right or some of y'all just probably like fuck it i don't believe it the government is out here they're going to protect us they're going to do whatever And it's cool to think like that, right? But in this day and age, you can't put nothing past people, entities, or the government. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it, and I'm going to be as real as possible about it because you just can't be too sure nowadays. It's a lot of shit going on, and it's like, yo, we just want to live, into something real quick, and I do not want them to strike my shit, it'll take my shit down because the music is playing in the background, and that was definitely from TikTok, so I want y'all to understand something, right, because people will be saying, oh, you a flat earther, you a flat earther, I'm not really like a flat earther, I'm a truther, and certain things I just, uh, <coughs> Certain things I just can't get past reality My spirit of discernment is very strong So when I hear certain things It kinda Makes me like <laughs> Feel away on the inside So it kinda makes me know like That ain't real Or that ain't true Or you need to do some more digging And I'm saying that to say this right because this pastor oh this pastor from New York City pastor white white hat whitehead or White House whatever his name is and it's come it's, it's seeming like he's just he's just been a fraud he's a fraud that's what it looks like It looks like he's a fraud. And we're going to jump into some of his shit right now, y'all. When I mean this is some of the most craziest, entertaining shit I've have seen in the last few days, yeah, we got to
4: talk about it. All right, I am completely sleep-deprived, but I went down one hell of a rabbit hole, and oh my gosh, you have to come with me. I feel like at this point, we're all pretty familiar with Bishop Lamar Whitehead. He was the pastor who was robbed at gunpoint on social media, etc., etc. And it's come out that he actually spent time in prison for identity theft for $2 million. And I just spent the last two hours reading all of his appeals. Yes, all of them. My eyeballs feel like they're going to fall out, but it was totally worth it because it was a fascinating ride. But before I start, this is a little bio from his website where he said he was sentenced for 11 and one third to 34 years in prison not true he was sentenced from 10 to 24 years he also claims that his sentence was overturned after six years again not true in fact towards the end of his sentence he was actually sentenced to an extra 118 days he just literally got out for good behavior the story starts in 2005 when a woman received a call from a credit company asking about her loan application but here's the thing she never applied for a loan however someone had purchased a motorcycle in her name one month later, Whitehead was actually arrested riding the motorcycle that was bought in her name. Then the detectives were able to trace back the number that was associated with the loan back to a fraudulent phone number. And it turns out there were like 10 of them with a bunch of different voicemails, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All of them leading back to Whitehead. He even had recorded outgoing messages on these voicemails. They then were able to trace the names back to a car dealership in which his girlfriend at the time worked at. He had coerced her into giving him the password to her computer, as well as the names of all the people with good credit. Then when they arrested him again, it turns out the Land Rover that he was driving was also a car that was purchased with a fraudulent loan application. Now here's where things get a little dicey. So he had two homes, one in New York, one in New Jersey. In the New York one, they found some cell phones, fake IDs, documents. And in one in New Jersey, they found a laptop and some other documents and cell phones. Throughout the course of this, he had four different lawyers. So lawyer one asked for discovery. And uh, ADA only included the documents and the cell phones from the New York home because the New Jersey stuff was outside the scope of discovery legally required to turn over. So lawyer one told Whitehead that they didn't really have much to stand on and that it was probably going to get dropped he gets indicted with 10 different counts of things so that's when they fire lawyer number one in comes lawyer number two she also asked for discovery and this time she actually goes and physically rummages through the discovery now the ada said that they didn't have the warrant for the laptop there with them but it was there and she can look at it whenever she wanted but apparently she didn't now this laptop had all of the software that was downloaded from the car dealership so all of the victims were on there and it looks like i'm gonna have to do a part two to this <laughs> all right i am completely sleep deprived but i went down You got it. Here's part two. And here's a mugshot of Lamar Whitehouse, soon to be Bishop. Now, at some point, the ADA comes to lawyer number two with a plea deal saying if he pleads guilty, he'll do one year in jail. She laid out for Whitehouse the evidence that she had seen, not including the laptop because she never looked at that. So he declines the deal and decides to go to trial instead. Lo and behold, suddenly this laptop shows up in evidence and he is charged with 56 counts of identity theft. At that point, lawyer number two gets the ax, and in comes lawyer number three. Now, White House tells lawyer number three that he does not have the affidavits for the search warrants. She, in turn, requests it from the ADA, who then gives it to her. However, apparently she was running for political office at the same time, so she was very hard to get a hold of. Apparently, he only even saw her in court. She never tells him that she got the affidavits, and she doesn't challenge them in any way. Which, honestly, probably because, you know, he was guilty. Or perhaps it's because November 2007 was when pretrial started, and then that's when the orders for motion to suppress, et cetera, et cetera, started happening. However, uh, Whitehead had already told the court that he was going to get a new lawyer. She was just going to stay there until he found one. And it was January 2008 that those affidavits ended up on her desk. So genuinely lost in the shuffle, or maybe she just didn't give a fuck. So then on the first day of the trial, the last day he could get a new lawyer, lawyer number four finally came through. So now he's playing catch-up on this whole case, trying to sort through three other attorney's files. And basically the lawyer lost his chance to suppress any evidence, or at least challenge it, although I don't think they had anything to challenge. The detective on the case, his testimony lasted seven days. And apparently, on one of those days, the court clerk forgot to remind him that he was still under oath. And the lawyer missed it. But you know what? In a way, Whitehead was acquitted of 17 of the 34 counts against him. All right, now this next part's weird to me because I've watched a lot of crime shows and I've never heard of this happening. But he ended up being sentenced uh, from 10 to 20 years. Like, they didn't give him a number. They just said, eh, sometime in between here, you'll be free. And I've never heard of them not giving a number. So if anyone can explain that to me, let me know. So then way down the line, he tries to argue that he had ineffective counsel, which he kind of lost the right to do unless it was immediately on direct appeals. So you can't just decide you don't like the outcome of the case and decide they were incompetent later on. But then he tried to get slick. Remember how he was arrested on the motorcycle for the very first time and put everybody on his radar? Well, he still hadn't been tried for what he was arrested for with that. And that case was in New Jersey. And prior to this trial, he had made a deal with them. So then he thought he could argue in court that that deal negated that entire trial. And then somehow, after he gets out in 2013, becomes best friends with the now mayor of New York, Adams. And we'll dive into that. Yep. Yep. The mayor of New York is besties. With Lamar Whitehead. I'm not even exaggerating when I say there are dozens of pictures of these two together online. Here they are wearing casual polo shirts. And once again, doing the polo shirt thing. So the details on the friendship are kind of murky, like the who, what's, where's, and how, blah, 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 how they met. But uh, an associate close to Eric Adams said that they probably met in the 90s during the 100 Cops for Good something. I don't know, some NYPD program he piloted. Which is kind of weird because Whitehead's father, legendary political activist Arthur Miller, was beaten to death by 16 cops. And since none of those cops were ever brought up on charges, my guess is it's a little bit of guilt. Anyhow, uh, Whitehead had a history of using this to advantage because he would say that his youth program would shadow NYPD officers and all this stuff. It got so bad that the district attorney and the New York Police Department had to give him a cease and desist. Stop saying that we're involved with your program because we're not. Now, May of 2022 is where this gets interesting because that's when Whitehead's popularity skyrocketed. A man by the name of Andrew Abdullah shot and killed a Goldman Sachs employee on the platform of a train. This is when Whitehead called up his now elected mayor friend, Eric Adams, and said he was here on behalf of the family wanting to negotiate a surrender. He said he would bring him to the police station, but Eric Adams had to be there. Which is extremely ill-advised for many reasons that I'm not going to get into now. However, while these negotiations were taking place, Abdullah was meeting with a legal aid attorney, and then that's where police intercepted him in case he was going to flee that according to the lawyer, he had nothing to do with the family. Although Whitehead claims that his aunt was a member of the congregation, it has never been confirmed that she called for him for help. He did, however, show up back to the police station for Abdullah's booking solo in a white Rolls Royce dressed in Fendi, earning him the nickname the Bling Bishop. Ironically enough, a former volunteer for Eric Adams' mayoral campaign had actually sued this man in the past. He claimed that he had stolen $19,000 off of the sale of a house that he had done for him, but he dropped the suit because he was already in jail at that point. It wasn't until recently that the youth's program then evolved into the service side of the church, which is just another reason why this whole thing is just a big setup. And despite being a mortgage broker and a real estate agent, I looked up his net worth, and it's about $2 million in assets. I also read reports that his income was around $85,000. So how does this man have a million dollars in diamonds, a Maserati, a Bentley, a Rolls? He spent his birthday having a closed shopping trip at Versace. But I found the original unedited version of the robbery. And I'm going to play it for you in the next video because I have some thoughts. Oh, let me help you out there, bestie, because here's part four. I wanted to show you a video from Instagram that gives us a layout of this place. All right, now check out the position of this camera. Notice how tall and sturdy this camera is right there? That camera's way up, and it's surrounded by things, all right? Remember that.
0: Die. What you about to go
5: through? Yo, yo. All right, right, right.
4: all right, right. All right, now watch this camera. It moves once, and then it moves twice. Just so that he is... Just out of frame, like you can still see him, but you can't over see the jewelry being taken off of him. Hmm. All right, now we see one person going over there. Now they are going over there and they are getting stuff off of the pastor. The other guy had ran over and is reportedly like collecting stuff from the wife. Now, so come back. He's gonna, he's gonna drop something. Yep. Drop something. Picks it back up. Goes away. Now watch This guy over here just doesn't move the entire time Which is bizarre yeah, he is Alright now Someone else is coming over To come You know Snatch the chains off of the pastor And he's gonna do this weird like fish flop move That's apparently him like Ripping the collar to get to the secret chains That weren't even visible So how did he know that they were even there Now watch, he's going to walk away, and I swear, he's going to make eye contact with the kid over here. And I'm pretty sure this kid is, yep, there it was, see? I'm pretty sure that that's the son. Now, the third person is coming over here to again go through the pastor's stuff. Then he runs off. Why did all three of them have to go there? Now watch, reportedly they just left, and now watch how fast the pastor walked away. All right, so it's assumed that they all stand up after the robbers leave, right? And then that's when Whitehead gets up and kind of meanders after them. You saw how fast they were running. He's, he's a brisk walk. But somehow after that time and at that pace, he was able to get out there in time to see them changing in the back seat of a Mercedes Benz and drive away. Oh, and also a little suspicious that they didn't grab that iPad that was sitting right there in the pulpit. And later, off screen, his wife says something about another iPad. So there's two iPads, an expensive camera, and no other person in the congregation was hit? Nope, I ain't buying it. Oh, let me help you out there, bud.
0: Yo, I'm telling y'all. All All right, I am. Yo, that shit is crazy. When I mean they got dirt on this man, they got dirt. Hey, y'all. So this
2: is how dedicated I am. That I went to... All the way back to this man's pictures in 2015. But not just his regular pictures. I went to his tagged pictures. And 90% of the the tagged pictures are tagged by himself. Now, a few things stuck out because I was actually looking for something. Um, I was looking for the consistency in him recording live every Sunday, every Sunday service. And then I was looking to see if he actually... Wore that amount of jewelry every single Sunday. One thing I did notice. When I scrolled back through a lot of the live sermons. A, they were all over two hours long. So where's the rest of this video? Or was it just a snippet that was submitted? And... If this video already, if the robbery already made it to social media, where is the entire video from Sunday service? Why didn't y'all post Sunday service, even leading up to y'all getting robbed? Word. Oh, you know what? I do know why. Because it actually let it actually. The robbery happened like ten minutes into service, so they claim. Um, allegedly, I'm sorry. Um, but I did notice he had on the exact same, and I don't know if it was the exact same, but he had on this long, almost like a Bishop's chain, some long chain and it had a cross on it, similar to the one that he had on, but there was no cross. There was no cross on that long chain and one belonged on it. (sighs) And then he didn't have a robe on necessarily. That wasn't necessarily a robe that he had on. All they did was pop the collar. The collar that he had here, almost like a nun wears. They popped the collar on it. Then they doubled back. What robber do you know that doubles back unless they know for a fact that they forgot something? Oh, I can't wait to see this press conference My very first question would literally be Bishop, where's the the where's the cross that goes on that very long chain you were wearing That you wear every so often When you wear it, it has a cross on it Where is it? Where was it that day?
0: Y'all It gets deeper. (laughs) Like, it's a lot of shit going on with this man. Like, and people see what happens when things like this happen. People get real investigative, right? Because certain shit don't make no fucking sense. And I was on the same money trail she was on. And I'm like, yo, she's saying it the way that I want to say it so bad. Like... Yo, I'm telling you, I'm from New York, and everybody from New York was saying that looked like a fucking setup. He looked like he set his sofa. up. Like, that shit just straight looked like some bullshit. Some straight bullshit. Hey, y'all, hey. Peep this. This is his
2: YouTube. This is YouTube. And this man has his cash app posted. This is the end because actually what I did was scrolled all the way through to, um, I was actually doing research to figure out whether or not he wore that much jewelry every single service. And then I was doing research to find out, um, why he posts every Sunday to YouTube, but he, July 10th, he had someone doing the announcements and said to download the app to stay up to date with leaders of tomorrow international ministries um so i did it so i can stay up to date <laughs> his last post is february 20th and that's on the app his last sermon that was posted was february 20th and it's it's Why me and he has On the exact same garb That he was robbed in Including the bishop's chain That he was he usually wears Um, I believe this time He had on he had the chain Attached to the cross though I mean he had the cross attached to the chain But tell me why And this is just going This is just adding To his character Why are you As a bishop Pastor, whatever you have been so called ordained to do, why are you taking Cash App as a form of tithes and offer, a form of payment for tithes and offering? Why are you doing that? And then what are you telling Cash App? Because they actually, you actually have to pay taxes on that income. That you're receiving from TikTok if it's over, I mean, from uh, Cash App if it's over a certain amount. Make this make sense and tell me why he's accepting tithes and offerings through his Cash App. Or supposedly the church's Cash App. This is supposed to be non-profit, right? Is your church non-profit or is it for-profit? Make this make sense. Because your Cash App, bruh. Hey y'all hey Peep this This is his YouTube Hey y'all hey So for those of you that actually missed my live My live was like 3 hours And we talked about it Like we got into Full detail of this press conference Press conference was held He called an emergency press conference Press conference was held At 12pm I was told that this is not his church This is someone else's church um but this is not his his actual church um but basically this was 30 minutes of ego just 30 minutes of ego first half of it was literally him going down uh the rabbit hole of why he dresses the way that he does he claims he was on uh his mom was on welfare claims that his um allegedly his father was um, unlived by 16 police officers. He's forgiven the officers and the police department, blah, blah, blah. Here, though, is very vital and very important. First of all, who is she? Who is this woman? Because it ain't his wife. And the only woman that should have been standing next to him should have been his wife. And Asia was nowhere to be found. Nowhere. Um, as you can see, he's dressed down. No Fendi, Gucci, uh, uh, no custom suit today, but sis right here, real done up, Fendi, and um, the fact that she's at a press conference with uh, flip-flops on, um, so uh, half of the people that he at and tagged to come out, uh, BT, Shade Room, um, CNN, Hot 97, just to name a few, they did not show. Um, He said that he was going to answer whatever questions uh, needed to be answered, whatever these people had, um, he was going to answer them. He danced around every single question, every question that had to do with uh, why he allegedly stole this uh, 90K. Um, and, And then there's someone in Miami that he got for 150K. Um but this woman here said as soon as that question was asked what about the the person in Miami 450k she walks up to the podium and she says that's enough questions for today we're going to reconvene this is him stopping her look at how puzzled he looks look at how troubled he looks at the fact that she's stopping him and this was her second attempt to stop him stop him she was also on the sideline the whole time like pastor pastor bishop this And he was like, okay, okay, okay. Just like the person that came in at the end and asked him how he felt in the moment while he was being robbed. And she tried to coach the question, like, were you praying? Were you? And he literally looked over and was like, I got this. I got this. Mm. This press conference was an egotistical move and it was all the police needed to seal your feet.
0: This guy is wicked. He's wicked as hell, and he's trying to use the Lord's name in vain doing it. People like like he's weird as he's weird, and like she said, he stole ninety k. Now let me tell you about that ninety k thing. He had a member going to his church, and she was elderly. So she refinanced the house and all of that shit from what I know and gave him $150,000 so he could like, you know, invest in, invest in stuff. I I guess that's how that that whole thing went. That's from what he said. This man takes this lady money, the $90,000, right? And he start to buy houses and all types of shit. He living good. And she start asking him about the money. This man gave her $100 allowance a month. A $100 a month. Y'all, we from New York City. You can't live off $100 a month you can't live off a hundred dollars for a week you can't live off a hundred dollars for damn near three days once you break that motherfucker, ass ass i don't like i don't understand the method of madness that this man is going through to get to where he need to get to but that shit gonna land his ass right in jail or Over the fuck again He is what you call A true fucking narcissist A true fucking
5: narcissist
0: I'm not sure if y'all heard about the live That him and Larry Reed had With another female pastor And he cussed their asses out From here to fucking Afghanistan Like he cussed them the fuck out, royally. And I'm just like, yo, what what kind of pastor is he? Like, like what kind of pastor are you? My unpopular opinion about the whole thing, hey, your yo. ass is going to fucking jail. And you a scam. You a fraud, bro. Like, you did some fraudulent ass shit. And that's just one thing that I, like, I really, like, you was doing this shit for years. For years on top of years. You done took fucking people good credit and did whatever the fuck you did with that shit. You, like, you wowed out. This whole thing looked like a setup. As soon as I seen the video, I'm like, yo, this shit is a setup. Whoever did this had to be going to the church or he did it himself because none of that shit looked right none of it looked right none of that should look right now we're going to jump into chris brown asses in trouble all over again like we're going we're going to talk about this well i don't really want to talk We're going to talk about it. Fuck it.
3: Now, y'all, this is crazy. But a woman out of Houston, Texas, by the name of LaJuan Bailey, she's saying that Chris Brown owes her up to $1.1 million. So LaJuan is a businesswoman, and she's saying that she wanted to do this benefit concert in November of last year in order to raise money for people who have been affected by hurricanes. Now, as you know, Texas, Louisiana, and bordering states have been very affected by hurricanes lately so this concert that she paid chris brown for allegedly she gave him 1.1 million now it was supposed to happen in november but we know the astro world incident took place so they postponed it to march now Lawan is saying that in march chris brown canceled during the sound check and
5: kept the money y'all listen to what this woman had to say hurricane ida came through and destroyed louisiana then right after that we had hurricane nicholas where we're actually building homes right now, we have problems there. So I reached out to Chris Brown's camp and asked them, is there any way that you can do a benefit concert for us? They agreed. I sent them their deposit. I sent them a travel buyout and I sent them their back end several days prior to him coming to Houston. We had a reschedule due to Travis Scott's problem. We had a reschedule because it was normally, um, it was supposed to be November 21st. We rescheduled to March the 19th. Chris Brown's camp, they canceled during our sound check, which left me with a lot of hardship, a financial hardship, and it left all the people that were depending on me to have the rehabilitation of their homes without that happening. So allegedly,
3: a rep for Chris Brown is saying that he ended up canceling because Bryson Tiller was supposed to perform and Bryson Tiller was no longer performing, which basically voided Chris Brown's contract. Now, Chris Brown has been in the game a very long time, so I'm quite sure he read over his contracts and had people read over this contract before accepting this $1.1 million.
5: Uh, My plea right now is to ask Chris and his management or whoever is responsible for that money we have spoken with the police. They have subpoenaed his records. They found out the wires that we sent and the deposits that we gave him prior to him showing up, that he is a signer on that account.
3: So Lawan is saying, regardless of whatever, you did not come, you did not perform, you didn't do anything, so just give us our money back. Now Lawan is like, look, I just want the money back. I mean, you don't even have to come and perform no more. You don't have to do anything. I just want my money back. And morally, I completely get that. This was supposed to be a benefit concert. She made sure she crossed her T, she dotted her eyes, and he just didn't come. But we really need to know what's in that contract, because maybe the contract said, if this person doesn't come, I'm not coming. Comment below, y'all, because she's calling Chris Brown a thief. She's actually suing him, so let me know what y'all think about
0: this. He a thief. He a thief. Get that lady her money back. If you didn't do the concert, what's so hard about you giving that lady her money back? give that lady her fucking money back plain and simple Chris Brown I can't believe you did that shit if y'all don't get that lady her fucking money back she trying to do something good for the fucking people and your ass out here just thieving Snatched her pennies like a thief in the night. You wrong, bruh. You wrong. You wrong as hell. Get that lady her money. Now, y'all, I'm going to end off on this story right here. Because this shit blew my mind earlier. I never even heard about it. Until this morning. And since... I have to hear it, y'all gotta hear it, let's jump into this,
3: what's up everybody, alright you guys, so if you're not already following me as usual, go ahead and hit that follow button and let's get into this story,
0: alright, so if y'all wanna follow her, we gonna shout out the real big, with two G's, Draco, with two C's, y'all go at her,
5: Now,
3: 27-year-old Terrence Williams, he's from Chattanooga, Tennessee, but in 2004, he decided to move to Naples, Florida to be closer to his mother. So Terrence is a father of four, and he was working in construction. He wanted to earn a little extra money, so he decided to work at Pizza Hood, too. So after he picked up his extra job, Terrence was able to buy this vintage Cadillac. Now, he planned on fixing this car up, but he was still driving it, but Terrence did not have a license. Now, even though he didn't have a license, on January the 11th, Terrence decided just to drive this car to an employee party. So Terrence goes to this party, but the next day, his roommate is saying that Terrence never came home. So his roommate starts to call the jails, he's calling hospitals, he's calling everywhere just to see if anybody has seen Terrence or maybe he had gotten into something. But y'all, after days of not hearing from Terrence, that's when his mother, Marcia, decides to go to his job. Now, after going to Terrence's job, she then finds out that Terrence had missed his last three shifts. Marcia is extremely worried about her son, so she goes to police. So the police, they take a report, but the family, they're in go mode. They're trying to figure out what happened to Terrence because police are dragging their feet. Now, Terrence's aunt ended up finding out that his car was towed from a cemetery because it was blocking traffic. So after finding out the car was towed, they then got the information on who ordered the car to be towed. In a report, it says that Deputy Stephen Calkins had the car towed on January 12th. So now, Terrence's family is extremely concerned because if a deputy had his car towed, where is Terrence? Not only that, you guys, the people at the cemetery also were witnesses, and they said that they saw him put Terrence in the back of his police car. So after the family kept pushing for more information, that's when police finally went ahead and asked Calkins what did he know and did he arrest Terrence. Now, this was only four days after he would have arrested him, and this is what Hawkins had to say.
5: I heard a car from Vanderbilt, 111, Monday, a panel act, you remember it? No. Do you remember, she said it was near the cemetery. And if the people at the cemetery are you put somebody in the back of your vehicle and them, and I don't show you
3: anybody. Now, later, we then hear dispatch of him talking to somebody else on January 12th, making fun of the car and basically saying that whoever was driving this car must be in the cemetery. Hopefully, he'll come back. That's when Calkins changes his story, and then he starts to say he remembers dropping Terrence off.
5: Gone.
3: What's up everybody? What All right you guys so- shit
0: and he was just laughing about it. Like that shit ain't even funny, bro.
3: So after what Deputy Conference was saying was not adding up, he was ordered to do a report on what actually happened on January twelfth. Deputy Calkins said that after he pulled Terrence over, Terrence did not have a license, so he put Terrence in the back of his patrol car. He then said that he went to drop Terrence off at Circle K because Terrence was late for work. The problem with this story is Terrence never worked at Circle K. So when Deputy Calkins put this in his report, that's when investigators made another shocking discovery. In October of 2003, Deputy Calkins had responded to a minor fender bender with Felipe Santos. The crazy part about this is, you guys, he then put Felipe in the back of his car and allegedly dropped Felipe off at Circle K. But just like Terrence Williams, Felipe was never seen again. So you have this one officer, these two people with the same exact circumstances, and this officer is basically saying he has no idea what happened to them after he dropped them off at Circle K. So investigators say that these two men were never seen on surveillance at Circle K and nobody but Deputy Calkins is saying that they ever saw these two men at Circle K. After a further investigation, Deputy Calkins was fired because they found out that he was lying about a lot of stuff. But till this day, what actually happened to Terrence and Felipe remains a mystery.
5: These two young men disappear off the face of the earth and the last person to see them live was this sheriff's deputy. The bodies of Santos and Williams were never found, and Culkin's never faced any charges. The Collier County Sheriff's Office fired him for being uncooperative in the case. Then on Tuesday, Attorney Ben Crump announced he's filing a wrongful death lawsuit against Culkin's. And he will be made to come to be deposed and give sworn testimony for the first time to answer all the questions that Marcia Williams has for him
3: so nobody has been charged or anything in this case so for legal purposes let's just say everyone is innocent until proven guilty but we all know what happened in these cases now the sad part is the bodies have never been found but i'm very very curious as to what he actually did to them now i'm not sure if back in 2004 they had the dash cam footage in the police cars or anything like that But it's very weird that they have no type of evidence, no type of trace of them even being in these police cars. Comment below, you guys. I'm really curious as to your thoughts on this case, but I think we all might feel the same exact way. So after what...
0: That shit is weird. It is weird. It's weird. It's weird. Y'all... I don't I don't to be honest with y'all I don't even know what the fucking say we all know what's going on we all know what's going on but I had to let y'all hear that I'm like yo this shit is mind blowing I never even heard about this shit let me know if y'all heard about it drop down in the comments right because they got this new thing on Spotify where I can read y'all messages and I can interact with y'all so drop down and tell me what y'all think about what happened with this case, with the weather. Y'all, y'all know this shit is wild crazy. Let me know what y'all think about everything we talked about on this podcast. Y'all can email me. Y'all can hit me on my Instagram. Singing Chef Rob J. Hit me on this. Y'all can hit me on almost everything except Twitter because I ain't got Twitter. But y'all can hit me up on everything and on that.